0: CannabisRadio.com proudly presents 420 Cloud's Cannabis Connection, where we converge the biggest names in entertainment, business, technology, and medicine and connect them into our growing cannabis community, connecting and educating the world about cannabis. CannabisRadio.com presents 420 Clouds Cannabis Connection, ignited by IMSIG.
1: Thanks for joining us today on 420 Clouds Cannabis Connection. My name's Darren Babin. Uh, I'm the co founder here at Cannabis Radio. I'm sitting in for Alex Mardikian, uh, who is out today, but I want to welcome you to our 420 Cloud. This week, I want to welcome to the show Evan Eneman. He's the managing partner at Casa Verde Capital. Casa Verde Capital makes early-stage investments in innovative and fast-growing ancillary businesses in the emerging, emerging cannabis industry. Evan has a background in operations, risk management, compliance, and business development, previously serving as a director at Price Waterhouse Coopers LLP. He holds a B.S. in economics from the Wharton School of the University of Pennsylvania. Evan, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Appreciate you for uh, having me here. Absolutely, absolutely. So let let's just dive dive right into it. Um, you've got a, an amazing pedigree uh, for for those that are listening, and and you know they're hearing, wow, Wharton School. Uh, PricewaterhouseCoopers, how'd, how'd you end up with cannabis?
2: Yeah, I guess it's been more of just a natural evolution. Um, you wouldn't think about coming off of a campus like that, that you would sort of go through this path of professional services and, and other businesses that I've been in related to hospitality and, and entertainment and media and get into the space. But what actually happened is, is fairly natural. Um, I moved out from New York to California about eight years ago. Uh, very different environment out here, very different respect for uh, the plant, its potential. Yeah. And in the various business dealings I had uh, with my partners, the, the realization came from some early stage investment we were doing in consumer tech and consumer products Mm-hmm. As regulation started to change in markets like Colorado and Washington, there was an opportunity to apply a similar model in the cannabis industry as well. And so it just became a natural evolution from the work we were doing, the partners that we had, and we just jumped in about four years ago.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Now, you know, looking at uh, the current climate um, within the cannabis industry, what kind of early stage investments have you guys been approached by? And, you know, what are you more inclined
2: to invest in? Well, we've been approached by everyone and everything. So it's been a really interesting mix to see even over the last two to three years what entrepreneurs are entering and, and trying to solve for. We focus primarily or actually entirely on ancillary businesses. So, technology enabled platforms, software, hardware, media, uh, agricultural technology, financial technology, compliance systems, things that are supporting the picks and shovels and in the infrastructure of the industry. Um, you know, within that, there's a lot of diversity as well, um, but that's our, our primary focus. Um, we, we do see and we get approached for a lot of other opportunities like cultivation and retail and, and things of that nature. Uh, It's not the focus of what we do, but it does actually help to frame a lot of the things that we approach because they need infrastructure, they need software. And so seeing what's out there, understanding those challenges really helps us with the types of opportunities that we look at, um, you know, such as companies like LeafLink that creates a, a marketplace for, brands uh, to pair themselves with dispensaries and, and really facilitate inventory ordering and, and inventory management um, the same way you would in, in traditional CPG industries. So we, we look to see the, the challenges and the pain points from everyone within the industry in terms of opportunities,
1: mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. we
2: focus our investment thesis on ancillary businesses.
1: And, and are, are you mainly focused on early stage investing specifically?
2: Yes. So we we focus on seed and and series A uh, businesses, early stage, um, you know, places where we can really help set the the strategy and and help those operators scale and, and navigate the complexities of the market today.
1: Got it. Got it. Now talk to me about some cannabis investing trends that you guys have been observing recently.
2: Yeah, there's been a lot of changes recently. Um, Probably the most notable is the use of public markets to gain liquidity and access for acquisition. Uh, We've seen that a lot with uh, Canadian public companies, as well as some that are listing in the U.S., um, you know, recognizing that they are primarily over-the-counter and pink sheet companies, it, it still poses a lot of risk. But that is a significant trend that has, um, you know, shifted in the last year or so and, you know, provides a lot of value for, you know, those companies looking to acquire and, and use paper to do so. Um, but there's also, you know, some risk in that as well. So that that's one very um, current trend. We do see a lot of trends in uh, addressing some of the compliance concerns. That's been a trend now for a little while, um, helping to solve for, uh, you know, what might be a seat to sale or traceability component to the regulatory framework that's being rolled out in each market. Right. Um, and then also a lot of uh, entrepreneurs trying to tackle the, Uh, FinTech uh, challenges within banking right now and and the inability to, you know, have very traditional financial services within the industry. So a super challenge that we see. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Now,
1: you know, you'd mentioned um, the constantly changing regulatory structures out there. Um, You know, obviously. Uh, the federal regulations are, are something that you know we're seeing a lot of people lobbying for. Um, you know the banking, as you as you just mentioned. Um, how are the uh, you know changing state uh, of regulations within the individual states that have laws? How are these changing regulations? Um, playing out as obstacles, or are they playing out in your favor with respect to, you know, h- helping startups
2: gain funding? Yeah, I, I look at it um, from a fairly broad perspective, and, and to me, regulations can be a really strong differentiator for. Uh, a company. And and what I mean by that is if you think about it strategically, it's something that can add value and be a point of differentiation for your software or your product or service. And, you know, changing regulations is not something that's new. It's not something that is unique to the cannabis industry or the States that currently have regulated markets. Uh, And it's something that, you know, I'm fairly comfortable working in from my experience and the way to really approach it is to understand that change is not only inevitable; it's happening on a daily basis. So, building a flexible framework to understand what regulations you have to comply with in the markets that you're operating um, is something that's fundamental to to a business. And so, for us, we see it as a strategic advantage uh, when you know we work with entrepreneurs who understand compliance and understand. The regulatory challenges and use that as a differentiator for their products or software, um, and whether that is through automating some of those compliance elements or at least facilitating the decision making around how to comply and how to navigate the the current framework. All of those are, are strategic differentiators for what in, in what we look for in the portfolio companies that we have.
1: And I, I just imagine you guys have to keep your thumb on it, like you said, every single day, uh, because it it is changing as quickly as the wind does.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, right? and and you know part of it too is just making sure that you have that flexibility and having the right partners who can provide the information and the perspective as these regulations change, and, right. and so that that's a big part of having the team, uh, both internally and externally and the stakeholders in place to support your initiatives. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Well, we've got to take a quick
1: break, folks. Stay with us. Uh, there is so much more to come with Evan Eneman. Stay tuned. You're listening to 420 Clouds Cannabis Connection. We'll be right back after this quick break.
0: More of 420 Clouds Cannabis Connection coming up. But first, let's connect you with our sponsors. Strainwise Consulting is the most sought after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. StrainWise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process.
1: The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Voober
0: vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate,
1: or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber Vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way.
0: Connecting the world to cannabis one show at a time. Welcome back to 420 Cloud's Cannabis Connection, Ignited by InSig and the 420 Cloud app. Only on CannabisRadio.com.
1: And welcome back, folks. You are listening to 420 Clouds Cannabis Connection, and we are here with Evan Eneman from Casa Verde Capital. Welcome back, Evan. Thank you. So we are we are talking about investing in cannabis and the things that uh, that you guys look at, uh, what that landscape looks like. Let's talk a little bit about the legal cannabis ecosystem, and if you can kind of, uh, you know, give us an overview, if you will, of of what you feel that that legal ecosystem looks like now and maybe what you think it's gonna look like here in the next two to five years?
2: It it's a great question and thank you for asking. It's very difficult to pinpoint uh what the market will look like in a few years, but what we see today and likely what we'll see persist for uh some time is a a very complex, multifaceted um marketplace That in the US has pit not only state and federal um, legislation against each other, but also uh, within each different market or jurisdiction uh, from the state and the local municipal level. So you have, even in the US, three tiers of uh, varying degrees of legality um, within the markets. And then within those legal markets, the legality. changes between the types of um, products and services that that can be offered or sold. So that's just domestically. You can also layer on top the international legal market. And Mm -hmm. you see in other countries like Canada and Mexico and Israel and Germany, federally mandated uh, cannabis programs, either medical or beyond. And so that complexity and that Layering of a legal framework and and regulatory framework is also where there's a lot of opportunity. So there's complexity today. You have to understand the um, the fact that cannabis is still a Schedule One controlled substance. Um, what that looks like at a state level, where there has been uh, a formulated regulated market, um, such as in Colorado and Washington, and one that will be implemented in California, um, that is a state framework. And so understanding that dynamic, understanding how to operate uh, a compliant business in that state is critical. Um, What that will look like in a few years, I think will be very interesting and a little bit more stable um, as we start to see um, new states open up and new countries open up and have very robust regulated uh, markets. I think we'll begin to see the normalization of what those laws and regulations look like. We'll start to gain a little bit more comfort and perspective on what we expect of operators. And I don't anticipate that being different or very different from what we expect of any other business operator, be it uh, you know food and agriculture or technology or healthcare operators as well. And so we're gonna see, and we have seen, A lot of the same laws and regulations that have been applied to those industries being applied to the cannabis industry, albeit in the cannabis space, uh, much more stringent. And I I see some of those uh, trends continuing and other uh, laws and regulations loosening as we get more comfortable with the way that the plant interacts um, with our bodies and, and the impact that it has on our society and culture.
1: Yeah, and I, I think as, um, you know, as new states come online under recreational laws, you know, I, I think there's a, a learning curve where some of the elected officials and some of the anti-groups push for certain uh, more stringent uh, regulations, and then it tends to seem like a little time passes, and uh, they get da- more data back That's uh, that shows a bit more conclusive evidence that maybe some of these stringent um, regulations aren't really called for as much as they are those old uh, prohibitionist stereotypes. Um, so I, 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 could definitely see this being a continual moving target on a state by state level. So kudos for, uh, for being able to keep up with that. Now, let me ask you a question. Um, you know, you guys have built an amazing portfolio. Uh, you've got Mary Jane, which, uh, we just reported, uh, a couple of days ago, uh, they were nominated for an Emmy award. This is, this is, uh, an awesome thing. So, big congrats uh, to Mary Jane. Uh, you also have Leaflink and Ease and various others. Um, you know, h- how do you go about building out uh, a portfolio with such successful companies like this?
2: Yeah, our focus is really finding operators that understand the complexity and have a perspective that they're very passionate about. And, and we've seen that with. Uh, all the companies that we have invested in, and, and you mentioned a few. Um, you know, we we look for founders and and you know teams that have experience in a specific sector, such as Mary Jane, with respect to media and entertainment and content, and they just do an incredible job producing interesting information um, or providing interesting information and, and producing right. incredible content. And, and I think yeah. the result of that is the first ever Emmy nomination for a cannabis content show uh, with uh, Martha and Steve's potluck. So, you know, the other the other things that we do is is look for complementary businesses in the portfolio as well. And, you know, you look at um, some of the portfolio like LeafLink in the marketplace or GreenBits who provides compliant, uh, you know, point-of-sale systems for the industry. They all come down to founder-first strategies and, and looking for entrepreneurs who understand the challenges that the industry faces, understands what it takes to build teams, um, you know, has some background in doing so, or at least some unique perspective on how they want to approach the market. And also, I think really importantly, entrepreneurs and founders that we like to work with. Um, right. you know, this is a long-term relationship. It's a partnership that we're developing. Um, we want to make sure that we are aligned in everything that we do and everything that they're doing. Um, because it's it's challenging enough to operate in the space and we want to make sure that we're we're well aligned. And we always try to find the synergies between portfolio companies and sometimes that doesn't happen, but it is a part of our focus because we're really trying to build an ecosystem and, and a platform for the community of entrepreneurs and operators, and ultimately to serve the public interest, to serve right. patients in medical markets and consumers in adult adult use markets. And so, you know, that ecosystem is really important to us, and, and that's why we find the complementary businesses as much as we can within the portfolio.
1: Well, it really helps when you get to work with people you like.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and So, speaking of that,
1: um, you know, I know our I, I know our listeners uh, are are they always dig when when we talk about Snoop Dogg. And, you know, you guys were, were able to bring Snoop Dogg into the fold as, uh, as a business partner. What What's it like working with the master who is Snoop Dogg?
2: It's a great question and, and definitely one that we get every single day. And it's a very rewarding opportunity to work with someone who has the experience, insight, and foresight that someone like uh, Snoop has. And we've seen that now because he has reinvented himself over, you know, more so than more than two decades at this point.
1: Yeah. indeed. And so
2: it's, it's really interesting to see someone who has been able to infiltrate pop culture in a way that he has for 25 years and to do so in a way that is both honest and respectful of the communities that he touches. And so for us and for me personally, It's great to have him as a partner. He provides tremendous value and insight into everything that we do, um, certainly on the consumer facing side and the experience that he's had interacting with people around the world for as long as he has and being able to continually evolve and be relevant to communities um, and people of all backgrounds. And so, you know, we we leverage that expertise and that insight, and we do consider that in our portfolio construction. Um, And the reality is, you know, growing up and and being in high school and, you know, listening to Doggy Style and and listening to his (laughs) music early on, it wasn't ever something that I had anticipated happening. Um, And obviously, a lot of that credit goes to my partner, Ted Chung, who was also my college roommate um he's been working with Snoop uh almost about 20 years now oh wow and so the relationship has evolved it's been built on trust and so when you know we started looking at this space together it was a really easy decision to move forward and create these platforms um with and for uh Snoop as a partner
1: You know, and I think the amazing thing uh, about having Snoop as a partner, um, you know, Snoop brings diversity to cannabis. And and that's a big conversation um, within the community um, uh, about the need for for more diversity. And I think what, what, you know, Snoop also brings to the table is is Snoop appeals uh, and has this amazing appeal to demographics that span from, you know, young to old. I mean, I I personally love watching him and Martha Stewart. I think that is just like, you know, peas and carrots. (laughs)
2: It's it's awesome to watch, right? Is it not? It's a perfect fit. They Uh, they play off of each other. They they sort of interject at the right times. And, And I think the reality of it is they just have fun. I, and and I, that's a big part of all of these relationships.
1: I think you're right. I think you're right. There, there is a core to, to, to making these relationships successful is, you know, make the right choices up front and then have fun doing it. Uh, Evan, Absolutely. we got to take another quick break. Uh, folks, stay tuned. We got more to come right here on 420 Cloud. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
0: More of 420 Cloud's Cannabis Connection coming up. But first, let's connect you with our sponsors. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. about a game for your phone gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the board, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the things in your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is hemp. Ink. That's the point. Download and play while you life yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp ink is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know? Money don't make itself. Hemp ink. Running a successful cannabis business isn't easy. Successful businesses need to have strong people to achieve long-term results. At Live Advisors, we believe people are the heart of business, and training people can help you infinitely grow your business. Learn more about our offerings at liveadvisors.com. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also
1: an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP.
0: Connecting the world to cannabis one show at a time. Welcome back to 420 Cloud's Cannabis Connection, Ignited by INSIG and the 420 Cloud app only on cannabisradio.com.
1: Welcome back, folks. You are tuned in to 420 Cloud's Cannabis Connection right here on cannabisradio.com. And we've been talking with Evan Eneman. He's the managing partner over at Casa Verde Capital. Um, and I, I gotta say, this is this has been very, very interesting for me. I, I know our listeners are gonna, are gonna dig this episode. Um for for those that are listening, that are interested in exploring, um, you know the the concept of, of becoming a, a canopreneur. Um, you know, maybe they're interested in um, you know exploring the idea of of funding. Do I do I take money? Do do I not? What would you what would you give them as three takeaways if you would that could help them uh, when they're ready to, to potentially take a leap or, or you know in into the funding side of things
2: it's an interesting question because there's no real one answer or, or any particular pathway for individuals to get involved whats Exciting is the diverse landscape that people can um, really leverage within the cannabis community right now, today, and, and one that I have with the various businesses that I operate. And maybe part of what I've done with some of my other businesses outside of Casa Verde Capital is also relevant because the way I've approached it is, in some ways, what I would suggest for others to do as well. And that is to find opportunities that are either interesting or something that you're passionate about or to find something that you have an expertise in to start. So for me, I've had a a lot of interests and I've done a lot of different things and started a lot of different businesses in my life in different industries. And someone the other day that I met with at an event, they've, you know, in in telling my story, they said, well, you're a multi-passionate. And, and that was really interesting to hear that phrase because it is true. And I started um, my creative agency in the space called Flower Shop for that reason as well because of my interest mm. in helping to develop brands and helping to gain exposure for those brands and, and helping yeah. them to build sustainable businesses. And then the same thing with our services firm, Ello, it's understanding how do you build a sound infrastructure? How do you build a core fundamental business practices that you need with respect to accounting, uh, certainly in this industry with respect to tax, and then all of the other myriad uh, ways that you need to approach your business and understand uh, whether that be through strategy and operations and technology. And so, you know, those three pillars would really be understand the market that you're getting into, do your due diligence, understand the risk that you are about to take and what that looks like. And, and that would be, I think, first and foremost, um, you know, a critical step in the process of entering uh, the cannabis industry. And then the other two, which I mentioned, is, is really figure out what you care about. Um, right. You know, if it's something that you have a passion for and something that you have expertise in, that's something that you can bring value to the community. And so that's really important as well. And, and third, I would say, is build your network. And you can start that well before you make that leap into the industry while you're doing your due diligence, while you're trying to understand the challenges that you want to solve or the expertise that you want to bring. Build that network because those relationships are what are going to help you to get a step ahead of everyone else and to find the partnerships that will help you build early traction in your business.
1: And and where would you recommend they start building their
2: network? Well, everything starts locally. And, you know, tap into your professional networks, tap into your personal networks, do your research online. If you happen to be in a legal market, you are very likely to have uh, local cannabis networking events or meetups. Uh, You may also have the benefit of going to any one of the many conferences that are available throughout the country and, and internationally as well. Um, You know, just tap into the networks that you already have. And I think what people are going to find is that they'd be surprised by how many people are either already in the industry in some form or fashion, or are thinking about it. And that's just the best place to start is the network that you have and doing a little bit of your research uh, digitally before you jump out into some of the local community events. Yeah, yeah, and I, I i
1: would also recommend folks check out linkedin very very vibrant community uh, on linkedin with uh you know cannabis professionals and investment groups uh that's that's another great place to check out listen evan before we go um if somebody has been listening to this they want to learn more about your firm uh, you know how would they go about getting in touch with you how to How do they find out more about Casa Verde Capital?
2: Best way is our site, casaverdecapital.com. We have a lot of our information up there about what we do and what we look for. Um, You can reach out to us through the site. Our team scrubs all the inbound uh, requests for information or requests for conversations um, to make sure that it's in line with our focus and also uh, respectful of their time so that we don't waste their time if it's not something that we focus on from an investment uh, perspective. So com is probably the, the best source of information for what we're doing right now.
1: Awesome. 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 Evan, I want to thank you for join, joining us today on 420 Cloud's Cannabis Connection. Folks, if you want to find out more about MCIg, go to msiggroup.com. That's M-C-I-G-G-R-O-U-P dot com. Or make sure to check out our ticker symbol on the O-T-C, spelled M-C-I-G. And of course, make sure you download the 420 Cloud app available on both Android and Apple. Open the doors to opportunity throughout the nation by posting your free ads at 420jobsearch.com as well. Now, you can also download all the episodes of 420 Cloud's Cannabis Connection right here at CannabisRadio.com, or you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio, and, of course, streaming on TuneIn. Folks, thanks for listening. Make sure you tune in. Always more to come right here on 420 Cloud's Cannabis Connection, only on CannabisRadio.com.
2: The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com.